Here we go. NBA process Friday, January 12th. What's going on, everybody? We made it to the end of the work week. Eight game NBA slate ahead of us. DraftKings and FanDuel both dropped the late game. So it either starts at 7.30 tonight or 8 p.m. And then you're just done. Perfect way to run out a Friday. So I am Josh Engelman. Hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, and hit the notification bell so you know when everything goes live. Follow me on Twitter, too. Ooh, let's get comfortable. Weird night. Weird night. What an awful slate. What a truly, truly awful slate that we got yesterday. Uh, just unbelievably insane. The Blazers get, I mean, bludgeoned. The Celtics can't even make it out of a half. Every bit of yesterday was disgusting. Josh Giddy. Josh Giddy had. I want to make sure I get the line right. Where's it hiding? 52 fantasy points, 2.31 fantasy points per minute in 22 and a half minutes, 13 points, 10 boards, 12 assists, 3 blocks. What? A dumb, dumb slate. Five guys had more than two fantasy points per minute. Josh Giddy, Giannis, who did it in 26 minutes and you didn't need him. Bobby Portis, who I'm not sure anyone spoke of today or yesterday. SGA and Jalen Williams. Three dudes from Oklahoma City went for two fantasy points per minute yesterday. Because that's how bad Portland is. Just insane. Insane how dumb yesterday was. It's it's really hard to like break that down. I was never going to win yesterday. Never going to win yesterday. Impossible. T truly impossible. Couldn't have been worse. But now we're here because I had uh, I had Chris Middleton over in points. He's like the only guy that didn't make anything for Milwaukee. Stupid. And then I had the under on Kyrie, which was at least slightly informed by thinking that Hardy started, but not that I would have changed that at all. And then, you know, he obviously plays 40 minutes, which was in play. Not what I had him projected for. Every bit of it stunk. Thumbs down to Thursday. I was excited for yesterday's slate, too. And then it happened, and it was like, oh, right, 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 right. We should uh, we should not care about any of that. Yeah, I think he played 22, Ron. And, like, he, I mean, he was still a guy you needed to get to aggressively yesterday, even at that price tag. But, you know, he still ended up, like, 70-something percent owned. Just dumb. Just full stop dumb. But now we're here. We've got eight games to break down. I'm, oh, it's weird. I got a great night's sleep. I'm also, for some reason, just incredibly tired. Like my brain is is just mush. I can tell it's not firing the way that I want it to. We're going to hope that this little coffee guy helps us out a little bit here. But I think we need to dive in. We got a lot to break down. So hit that like button one last time. Well, not one last time, but if you haven't hit it yet, hit it now. Like, subscribe, notification bell. Cheers to everybody. Rise and grind. I know you can't see it. 
I'm going to work on that over the weekend. We'll get these uh, visuals greatly improved. But cheers, everybody. Bang. That's what we got. Mm. I needed that. I really, really needed that. So let's get started. Let's break it down. First game up, Sacramento Kings. Let's move some stuff around. Sacramento Kings. One point underdogs in Philadelphia. 241 total. Kings have a Q tag on Kevin Herter. Uh, Robert Covington and Joel Embiid are both out. I am going to keep this Sacramento Kings rotation just like I have it. Other than... Uh, I, I honestly, I don't even really see a change. You know, we've got 36 for Sabonis, 35 for Fox. I think this rotation just looks fine. Now, obviously, if Kevin Herter ends up out, that will pretty dramatically change up what this team looks like. But unless we get that, it really won't matter. So let's make sure the minutes table is good. It is. Yeah, I don't think we have too much to like break down for Sacramento. They're just what we normally see. And then we can go to the Philly side. Again, no Embiid. We've had no Embiid for a while. I went 25 minutes to read. Do we need to dig into that at all? Played 19 last time out. So I am going to pull up Popcorn Machine from that last Philly game. That was a seven-point loss to Atlanta. Reed, two fouls in the first half. Didn't pick up any in the or in the first quarter. Didn't pick up any in the second quarter. Played a big rotation in the third, but once they ended him, they went to Marcus Morris to close, and then they went to a combo of Mo Bamba and Marcus Morris in overtime. It's an interesting rotation for Paul Reed. I don't feel like. Taking him off of 25 minutes is the right thing to do, but I am going to go to 24 and give Marcus Morris an extra minute. We saw Nick Batum play 37 and a half, including OT, 32 and a half if we want to just say regulation. So I definitely need to bump his minutes up a little bit. Uh, I mean, they went to a very curious rotation. They played 11 dudes. Which is just very bizarre. I guess I'll take Mo Bamba down two more minutes as well. Because we got to get a little bit more playing time on to Nick Batum. Springer played. Pat Bev only got 12 minutes. That's lower than you would expect. But if they're going to play Springer as well, it's not as surprising. The only guy that's really... The only thing that should really matter here is probably going to be Maxi and... Tobias Harris. Ubre came off the bench with DeAnthony Melton back. He played 31, almost 32 minutes, but five in OT. So that takes him down to like 28. I think we could probably, nah, I'm, I'm okay with 29 there for him. I'm going to take two more minutes off of Pat Bev. Drop those on to Nick Batum. And I think we should be good here. Melton made his return. Only played 21 minutes. I think we have to assume uh, he can't play too much more than that. 
So I do want to discount him a bit as well. First game, though, very quick to get through. Uh, Joe, yeah, I, there is something wrong with Embiid. They are, they are saying anything. He's injured. He has left knee inflammation. That that is, it's not hidden. Um, let's look at Sacramento. And right off the bat, like we've got a two forty total here. That is the third highest, well, technically second highest total, but you know, we've we've got a 252 game. Indy and Atlanta play, who I honestly feel like they play every day. Uh Sacramento Philly and Charlotte San Antonio are both in the 240s. And then we've got 227, 229, 227, 221, 219. So there are three games that are very different than the other five. If you like anything from Sacramento, like I don't have a huge issue with it, and it'll certainly look a little bit better if Kevin Herter ends up out, but Fox, Sabonis, Keegan Murray, Lyles at 3,700 still, uh, Monk, Herter, like these guys are all totally fine to roster. They won't be the runaway plays. I think the guy you probably get to the most in this spot is Keegan Murray, maybe, at 6,300. I just assume we're going to have enough centers that like Sabonis can't break free. Not that he doesn't look good because he does and should have a massive game against a non Joel Embiid front court on the Philly side. I'm going to assume that I have Tyrese Maxey like three points higher than what he's supposed to be. So let's take a prop look. Tyrese Maxey, 31 and a half real point prop. I got it at 32. So maybe not. So I really like. A $9,300 Tyrese Maxey. That price is up a couple hundred bucks, but great spot for him against uh, against Sacramento. I really don't mind $7,200 Tobias Harris either. 1.11 fantasy points per minute over the last 30 days. You know, in 35 minutes, that looks like a pretty nice small forward power forward option. I think you can play Paul Reed at 5,500. There's going to be days where he just plays 28 or 29 minutes. His minutes are just always weird. And then I really don't enjoy how much Nick Batum I'm getting at 28 minutes. So I'm going to take one minute away from him for sanity's sake. But, I mean, Nick Batum, 4,100 power forward. That is a legitimate value option against a 19th ranked Sacramento Kings defense. I like the Philly side. Like, the high end of Philly is better than the high end of Sacramento. But there are more Sacramento plays than there are Philly plays. If that makes sense. I hope it does. Game one in the books. We're on to game two. Indy taking on Atlanta. 252 total. Pacers were dreadful without uh, Tyrese Halliburton. I don't think that's going to get much better. As we look at the injury report for this game... Halliburton obviously out. Q tag Aaron Neesmith. Q tag Jalen Smith. Uh, on the Atlanta end, Capella probable. Garrison Matthews questionable. Wes Matthews out. Trey Young probable. So we're going to redo this indie rotation. Try to use that most recent game as a little bit of info for what we get with no Tyrese Halliburton around. 
That game was an eight-point win against Washington. But man, oh man, they did not look good until late. That first half against the Wizards was disgusting. Now, they ran basically no stagger. They they had a five-man starting lineup of Turner, Nemhard, Toppin, Bruce Brown, and Neesmith. Remember, no Jalen Smith. And then they just hot-swapped those five guys straight to Heald, Matherin, McConnell, Isaiah Jackson, and Wara. And then they basically did that again in the second half. But when they closed, they dropped Nemhard, they dropped Toppin, and they brought in Heald? No. Matherin and McConnell. This is going to be an interesting balance. So we'll start on the bigs because I think that's the easiest place to do it. We're going to get Miles Turner just straight away in for the, what, 28 that he plays just about every single night. Uh, Looks like he's been ramping up a little bit more, so I am going to go to 29. And I'm going to assume that Jalen Smith goes back into the starting lineup in that OB top-end spot. That, I think, makes the most sense. You know, Smith, prior to missing that game, 27 minutes in the previous, 26 in the game before that, I think 23 makes the most sense. And then for Isaiah Jackson, you know, prior to all of those changes, his minutes were down a bit. So I'm going to take him to 10. I'm going to assume they maintain the same starting lineup. We're going to get Andrew Nemhard in for 27 minutes. Now, Nemhard and TJ McConnell never played alongside of each other. They split the 48 point guard minutes. For now, that's how I'm entering it. We'll see what we have left after that. I think that we can very easily get. So, are we saying like. Neesmith is the two in this starting lineup or the three and Bruce Brown's the two interesting positionality going on for this team. We need to get top in his backup power forward minutes. Now, prior to that game without Smith, I don't know, Toppin's in that like 23 minute range. Then we can get Aaron Neesmith. For 26, 27. Uh, Anush, I, I don't have much of a preference. EPM's easier to access, but I love I love every bit of LeBron as well. Dunks and threes is just a much easier site to navigate. All right, Bruce Brown played 27 minutes. Kind of feels like that's his spot. I think like 27 or 28 is probably the most realistic scenario. And then we finish that off with Buddy Heald. Who played 18 minutes. They continue to just not be interested in big minutes for Buddy Heald unless you get a couple guards out. You know, I think probably 20 is the is all you could really do. Matherin, again, played 28 minutes. Did get that closing run. Played the final... 17 and a half minutes. His minutes have been up as of late. I'm going either 27 or 28. We'll go 27. That leaves me five. We'll hide him on Wara. And that is where we land. Now on the Atlanta side, 
we have to get Capella back in after that last game. So let's reproject everything we have here from the Hawks. Now, this should be a little bit easier, although they were a little weird that game previously where they played uh, 68 total minutes of Capella and Akongwu. Now, it did go to overtime, but still, they played alongside of each other a lot, and they basically went to um, that seven-man or basically like seven-and-a-half-man rotation. I'm a little curious if they're going to continue to do that because that it, that becomes a bit of a problem because that's a lot of Onyeka Okongwu and Clint Capella alongside of each other. So first... We'll start it off pretty easily going 38 minutes to Trey Young. And then we'll get Clint Capella in for 28. Clearly, Anyeka Okongwu gets the other 20. And I'm going to say they play like four minutes alongside of each other. Then we can talk about Jalen Johnson, who played 40 in the last two games. Now, obviously, one of those was OT, so you, know, you could lop some time off of that. Uh, actually, both of them were OT, so you could lop some time off of that. But even still, we're talking, what, 34, 35 minutes out of Jalen Johnson? And then we start trying to figure out the rest of this. So Sadiq Bey feels about right in that, like, 34 range, 35 range. We'll go 35. DeJounte Murray... I think we can pretty easily slot him in for 35. It's all going to come down to who we think is getting the extra minutes. Because then I can also get Bogdan Bogdanovich in for 29. Which is about where he's at. You know, honestly, that, that actually might be a little high. Let's go 28. That still leaves me 17 minutes. Now, I think Garrison Matthews is the guy. That's going to see the large majority of this if he's in. It could be Trent Forrest. It could be two of these dudes. I'm going to make it two just so Garrison Matthews doesn't show up like it matters. But we're going to go nine minutes to Garrison Matthews. Eight to Trent Forrest. Rates all stay the same. We didn't make any changes for Capella. So we could look at this game. And we'll take a look at that indie team first. I got to wake up, folks. I'm going to try to suck down a little bit more of this coffee. I need like a little a bump ski or something. Mm. Okay. Pacers. I mean, if Jalen Smith is in, he continues to be this point per dollar dude that's like really easy to get to at power forward. You hate it. But you kind of need him to go out there and drop a Josh Giddy-style game. Not the triple-double like that, but you need him to go big in limited minutes. I continue to not mind going to a $7,200 Miles Turner, particularly in this spot. And then I will be running back the Andrew Nemhard experience. I it, it did not go well for me in any way last time out. That dude just wasn't very good. Played 26 and a half, played 26 minutes. One for eight from the field with five turnovers. I'm still a believer. If he's not playing alongside TJ McConnell, and if he's not playing alongside of 
I mean, let's let's look at it for this year and let's see if it's if anything has changed. If I bring up Indy and we say Halliburton off and McConnell off on this season, Nemhard has a 22.8% usage rate in 506 possessions. Now, here's where the problem lies. The, the assist rate looks great. Everything looks great. 46% true shooting for Andrew Nemhard in these 232 minutes. He's, I can share this actually. N nice. You guys can sort of see this. So I'll shorten the time here so you can see it. But Andrew Nemhard, again, 200 and whatever minutes. He has a 22.8% usage rate. I have it projected at 20. 12.6 assists per 100 possessions. That's about where I have it. He's a 0.97 DraftKings points per minute at 46% true shooting. Now, that's the key takeaway for me. Like I've, I have him projected in this game for 1.04 which is, you know, we're talking about close to a tenth of a point higher. But a lot of that happens because we have the 26th-ranked Atlanta defense. They're fifth in pace, so there are extra possessions in this game. Extra possessions means your per-minute rates go up. I think I have Andrew Nemhard projected how he should be. That's very interesting. And if 46% true shooting goes away, which is not his true talent level, or at least it hasn't been in the past... That's when he starts to look really good. So I'm going to be getting to a lot of Andrew Nemhard again today. I have no regrets for that. At all. I think I have him projected correctly. Especially in this matchup. Now right now he doesn't have a prop, which is kind of annoying. But we would have liked to see that. But as I look at it right now, he will be the guy that I get the most of from Indy, unless Jalen Smith continues to be Jalen Smith. Does Indy's pace change much without Halliburton? That's a great question. Let's look it up. That's very easy to do. So if we look at games in which Tyrese Halliburton has started... We can get this answer pretty quickly. Uh, where is it? Why can't I filter this? I know this exists. Where did the... I know this exists on PvP stats. I'm trying to hunt it down. I know this is like uh, bad radio, so to speak. Is Pace on there? Okay, so yeah. Uh, with Halliburton on, they're at 103.1. Call it 
with Halliburton off 101 and a half. So they lose about a possession and a half with no Halliburton. Yeah, I really like Nemhard here, man. I, I know that that's going to be like... I, I don't expect him to be all that popular. If he is, then I don't know. Like, TJ McConnell is 7K today. There is no possible way that you could look at the rotations from the last game and justify McConnell over, nice, oh, over Nemhard. We're talking about 1,400 extra bucks, an MPE, and based on what we saw... Nemhard getting the starter minutes. Clearly, he can close if he's not one for eight. <laughs> now we look at the Atlanta end. And that's just unload on Atlanta. It's it's full stop, both barrels, $9,900 Trey Young, as much as you can get. Sadiq Bey, Jalen Johnson, DeJounte Murray, Clint Capella. They all look awesome. They bumped Akongu's price to 5,800. Capella now only 6,100. That's a 1.2 fantasy point per minute center at 6,100 today as the starter. You won everything here. Akongu is less interesting. Bogdan Bogdanovich is less interesting. But Capella, Murray, Johnson, Bay, Young, that starting lineup, let it rip. Whole team looks amazing. And that shouldn't be surprising. 26th in defense, Atlanta, 5th in pace. 27th in defense in Indy. You want to say like 3rd or 4th in pace because of no Halliburton? I think that's fine, but it, that is not what's causing this. These guys look exceptional. Exceptional. Get all things Atlanta. Yeah, for sure. All things Atlanta. I'm going to take one minute off of Sadiq Bay because I get him too much. But they look fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Get Atlanta. We go to Houston and Detroit. I can't imagine we like too much here. I mean, Houston might look a little bit better. I know Tari Eason is without a timetable to return. Still no Dylan Brooks. Detroit has Boyan probable. Be Stu probable. So cool. Uh, that's... Uh, that's that's not fun. So now the Pistons are even more complicated than they normally are. We do need to think about what Houston is going to look like. In particular, I think it's starting to be Cam Whitmore season like a lot. I think they've put him on ice long enough. And that dude is coming to play. Yeah, they're definitely not as bad defensively actually i mean i have that too i guess do i still have it open i do i should be able to find o rating d rating let's find out here So, Indy, in games that Tyrese Halliburton... Well, let's just say Tyrese Halliburton on. Uh, 
on the season, Halliburton on. They have given up 121 points per 100 possessions. 120.96. Call it 121. That's in 2,300 possessions. 121. When Halliburton is off, that number is 120 and a half in a comparable amount of possession. So not as much of a drop as you would expect. Basically a half point. But yeah, we need to have the the uh, the Cam Whitmore discussion because I think this dude is about to be a problem. Cam Whitmore came off the bench, normal rotation, entered in the third quarter, played the end, the final four and a half minutes of the third quarter, all of the fourth quarter and overtime. They put Jay Sean Tate on ice. Do not be surprised to see Cam Whitmore take that spot over Jay Sean Tate. Do not be surprised by that. Jabari Smith played 47 minutes in that game. That dude is just out there, not doing as much as you would expect, although he had 15 boards. So let's figure this out for what we want to do with these guys. I'm okay with most of this, but we really need to give him a bump. Like, he's got to be good for 22, 23 minutes today by default. That gets him to 22. I could take one away from Aaron Holiday. That gets him to 23. I have Tate at 26. That feels hard to do. I'll take one away, and I'm going to take Whitmore to 24. I think he's just going to ramp up, and they're never going to be able to stop him from being on the floor. Like, in, like in these past couple games, he's been positive EPM. I mean, anything above zero for someone like him right now is a gigantic win. So get this dude some minutes right now. I think we're pretty good with the rest of Houston. You know, Jeff Green's minutes might be a little higher than I would like them to be, but it's not like I could just project all of these dudes for a bajillion minutes. Now we got to look at Detroit. And now this is the worst part because of Beef Stew coming back. I have no idea who's starting this game. Now, Stewart's been out with a foot sprain. So I'm guessing they just bring him off the bench. That seems they're like big toe sprain, whatever you want to call it. So I'm guessing they treat him with kid gloves at least a little bit. He has been out for the past eight games he had come back for three and then had missed two previous to that so i think they probably bring him along slow i mean this is a guy that was playing 30 something minutes a night maybe they don't but i see no reason to like rush him so i think we get jalen duran in for 30 i'm gonna say beef stew goes for 24 i'm gonna say that wiseman continues to get the backup center run 
you know, he continues to just play whatever minutes aren't being played by Jalen Duren. I'm going to go to 17 on Wiseman. Unfortunately, we're going to get 30 for Killian Hayes. It's really disgusting to do that. We're going to get 30 to Jaden Ivey. We'll get Boyan in for, I'm guessing, 34. I mean, that's where I've been lately. Uh, we'll make it 33. They are prone to getting the shit kicked out of them. Sorry, Pistons. Sorry, Pistons. Now, the rest of these guys, someone's leaving the rotation with uh, Beef Stew back. You would think it's Kevin Knox. We'll find out. Um, the rest of this should be pretty easy to fill out, actually. You know, we're going to get like 20 minutes out of Alec Burks. Sasser feels pretty well set for like mostly backup point guard run. That's an eight-man rotation. Asar Thompson, I don't know, 16... Maybe Kevin Knox does stay in this. Oh, we, no, we got to get Isaiah Livers. Interesting. Who do they? I wonder who they keep in the rotation. Livers or Knox or both. It's got to be Livers, right? He's just so bad. I'm going to I'm going to split them. Could Boyan be traded to a contender? Interesting question. Could or should are two different things. Could he? Probably not. Based on everything I've heard from Detroit, they do not want to trade him. They should have traded him last year, too. Should they trade him? Unquestionably, yes. I think the Pistons are more likely to try to add talent than subtract talent at this deadline. Because they don't, they're not a very good front office. I can't imagine we like the Pistons here against Houston. For the Rockets, we do like the Rockets. 8,400 for Shangoon. Okay, 4,300 for Cam Whitmore in 24 minutes. That gets dicey. I'm taking a minute away. He can't look great because there's no reason to suspect anything good here. But Cam Whitmore is a value option for today at 4,300, small forward only. I like Van Vliet for 79. I like Jabari Smith. For 62, I like Jalen Green for 6K. It's really hard to not like pieces from Houston because that's how bad Detroit is. But I think Shingun is your best option. And if you need value, roll those dice on Cam Whitmore. Piston side, nobody gets to 5X value. Hayes is viable. Oh, sorry, guys. Hayes is viable. Duran's viable, Ivy's viable, Boyan is viable. I mean, $3,700 James Wiseman isn't crazy. It's just probably too big of a slate for it. There are no priorities in Detroit. Gross game. I mean, a lot of this is about to be gross. Golden State and Chicago. I mean, I can't even think of something I want to do less than project this Warriors team. Now, for Golden State, no Draymond. Thought he was going to be ready for today, but no Draymond, no Moses Moody, no Chris Paul, no Gary Payton. For the Bulls, 
everybody's in that's normally in. Last time out for Golden State, they got the shit kicked out of them by the Warriors, or by the Pelicans. We got Kaminga, Curry, Pajemski, Clay, and Looney starting. They benched Pajemski for Moses Moody in the third quarter, and then since they're not allowed to have nice things... I'm going to cough. Since they're not allowed to have nice things, Moody got hurt. So let's uh, let's try to figure out what this Golden State team is going to do for today. We're going to go 35 to Steph. Backup point guard run to Corey Joseph. Yeah, Levine to the Pistons. Honestly, like, as weird as it sounds, that's the kind of move I wouldn't hate. If you're, like, if you're going to go for it, go for it. It just depends what you have to give up there. Like, I don't hate the, like, when they have, like, jokes aside, when Detroit's healthy, if it's Cade, Levine, Boyan, Beef Stew, Jalen Duran. Like, that's not a bad starting five. At all. It just isn't. And if you want to swap out one of those guys for somebody else, you know, like, th that's reasonable. It, it, it all comes down to, like, how many future assets do the Pistons give up to do that? Because they don't really have anything else. But, like, I, in theory, I like it. They're further along than, it's, than it seems like, I think everybody agrees, like, you know, Cade is something, can be something. You want to see him with more talent. Boyan is obviously an actual NBA starter. And then, like, Jalen, I think, like, everybody on, is on the same page that, like, Jalen Dern is, at, at the very least, an interesting young big. Like, I don't want the Pistons to make those kind of moves. <clears throat> Excuse me. But at the same time, we could realistically think that like Zach Levine would come in and be the best player on the Pistons. That's a that's a different kind of change than just like adding dudes on the outside. They're they would be at, they would be moving everybody down a, a full peg. You know, you want it to be Cade, but it would be Levine, at least based on the heights we've seen Levine reach. But you would have to, I would imagine you would have to give up too many assets. Like, they have the matching salary. Ship Bagley's stupid ass out on his $10 million. A couple of these other guys are probably on contracts like that. There's something there. Or if you can, if you can do that and bring in, bring in Levine and the guys you ship out help pay, like, the draft, some of the draft costs going to Chicago. Like, you get, you reroute Burks and Boyan, in this case, Boyan, you know, he's old. He's not matching this timeline. And, you know, like, uh, they probably don't have enough. Even Beef Stew, to a degree, if you wanted to do it. You could redistribute those guys to cover up some of that future ask asset cost. But ultimately, the, the long and short of this is that Detroit should not be doing that. Okay, uh, next up... We want to get the center minutes. So they went 
Three very normal rotations to Looney. He got 18 and a half minutes. Now, the game was over at that point. But Looney was only minus three. I think they're probably looking to play him decent minutes. Oh, SMP. I think we're on the same page. But, like, if they're... Just as I look at it, if they're going to do it, at least he fits everything that they're looking for. It, it's a bad move. Like, the, the real problem is that no one's ever taking the Pistons' money. Like, they're not... They're never going to be a player in free agency. So you kind of have to acquire someone like that or build it up from scratch. I don't hate cutting the line. It all depends on what goes like it all depends on what goes out. If you can find Levine's contract to be like a large, you know, like relatively neutral and you don't have to give up a ton of assets, then if I'm the Pistons, I do that in a heartbeat. It's all about fut whatever future assets you have to give up there. Like that that's just and I and I know you know that. All right, how are we gonna do this? So Trace Jackson Davis and Dario Saric covered the rest of the center minutes. Trace Jackson Davis was like the snap backup. So I think we can go to like 18 on him. I mean, he only played 22 because he closed. If I go 18, then I can go 8 to Saric. Um, Saric is probably playing... What, somewhere in that 16-minute range? 18-minute range? We'll go 18 to Sarge. That feels a little healthy. I think we maintain Clay. Right at 30. And Pajemski... I don't... Now is where it starts to get a little dicey. But again, no Moody now, so I think all of these guys are just going to have to eat a bunch of minutes. 28 Pajemski, you know, 28 Kaminga. And then, you know, 26 Wiggins probably. Cuz they just they don't have they don't have enough dudes now. Like they played Corey Joseph alongside Steph for a little bit. That sh like that should never happen. Morning, Larry. Are they going to play somebody else? They played uh, Gui Santos and Lester Quinones last time out in blowout run. Do they have to do that? Because we are like legit out of dudes. Uh, What is it? I don't even have that Santos dude in my model, do I? Is he in the Engelman projection system? He is. I just don't have him on the Warriors. Let's go ahead and add him. Uh, insert entire sheet row. 
Do I have him on a different team? I don't. I don't know what to do with these final 19 minutes. Like, that's a nine-man rotation right there. Does everybody that I projected just need extra time? I guess... I mean, Pajemski might have to play 30 now. But it's not like he was playing 30 a lot before. I'm going to go to 29 on Pajemski. 29 on Kaminga. That takes me down to 16 minutes left. I'm going to go 8 to Lester Quinones. I wish they were playing Usman Garuba. I assume he's still on the team. Let's try this rotation out for Golden State. And then we get to Chicago. I wonder what they did to Levine's price. Because if you didn't get to Levine when they named him that starter, you made a giant mistake. That price was stupid. So we got Chicago beating Houston by five last time out. They went to what is their real lineup? White, Levine, Caruso, DeRozan, Vooch. Patrick Williams off the bench. We got Vooch stepping in. They went to OT. And Vooch played 40 and a half. I think we're going 34 Vooch, 14 drum. I think we're going right out of the gate to Kobe White. I need to bring this. Can I? It's just going to look like shit. I need a place to hide my minutes table. And I don't know what it is. I really don't. So. Kobe White. I think we're going 38 minutes. Levine. Played 41. So we're talking 36 in regulation. Makes sense to me. DeRozan has been playing like 38 a night. I'm going right back to 38. That lets us then think about Patrick Williams off the bench. Didn't close, didn't play OT, but did play 28 minutes in regulation. I'm going to go to 26. Now, the rest of this should all fill itself out, really. Uh, Caruso is the tricky part. If he closes... It means the game's close. If he doesn't close, then it doesn't. I'm going to go to 28 on him just because it's really impossible to ever trust it. We need to get Dasunmu some playing time as well. He was the next guy off the bench, played 18 minutes. I think that just makes sense. And the only thing we have left then is eight minutes to Dalen Terry. Wow. So Javon Carter out of the rotation for Chicago. Some contender needs to go get him. Can Phoenix get him? He has been next level atrocious so far this season. The Phoenix Suns need to go out there and get Javon Carter right now. Somebody needs to go get Javon Carter off the Bulls if he's not going to play. They're making a giant mistake. 
All right, let's look at Golden State. Oh wow, we're running ultra long today. Yeah, return to Milwaukee would be would be totally fine. Although I don't know if the he would have to cut the line for campaign at that point. Honestly, Golden State could use him. But they're not really a contender any longer. Uh thirty seven hundred for Kavon Looney is the only thing that I want to go crazy for, but I will likely have quite a bit of Steph once again. How's Chicago at defending the three? Ron, I'm getting there, man. It's, it's going to take some time for me to get used to pressing buttons. Well, once we do, things will be good. I moved my screens around, too. So I used to have my production software on my left side. But when I looked left, then I was looking off the screen. When I, when I want to look at the stats as if I'm looking back at my monitor. So now when I look at chat, I'm looking off of the screen the way that I am now. So now everything is backwards for everything I've done for this show all year. Does Chicago give up threes in bunches? It's the only thing we need to know right now. I want to feel better about when I get to Steph. Chicago Bulls. Yes, they do. They are dead last in three-pointers allowed this year. Dead last. 41% of shots, all threes. 29th in non-corner threes, which is certainly going to be Steph. 27th in corner threes. The Bulls give up threes more than any other team in the league. Buckle up for Steph Curry tonight. Today would be a great day. If you want to just get weird and watch this game, ladder Steph Curry's threes. I'm just saying. I kind of like it. I kind of like it. Because he's going to get shots up. And the Bulls don't defend them shits at all. So, anyway. The only thing that you should prioritize from Golden State... The way that I have it right now is Kavon Looney. Don't be afraid to get to Clay as well. Like he's going to let it rip too. On the Bulls side, oh boy. Okay, so DeMar DeRozan's price is broken. 7,100. That, that's going, that's continuing to go down. Am I understanding this correctly? Chubbs, you taking shots at me from yesterday? Because let's be clear here. That Kyrie line went down. We got it at the right number. It just ended up losing. No, same thing for Chris Middleton. Both of those lines went in our direction. They just both lost. DeRo All right, DeRozan. Yeah, 7,600 last time out. 7,800 the game before that. Obviously in the 8Ks when Levine was gone, but holy shit, 7,100 is the wrong price tag. You gotta play, You gotta get to DeRozan today. That He looks great. I have him at 23.5 real points. Do I have to adjust rates? Is that the only thing that's happening here? His points prop for today is 20.5. I got him at 23.5. So that implies that I'm high here, but... I don't exactly have like the wrong rates for these guys. I'm over on Levine. I'm a little north on Vooch. I'm not on Kobe White. 
I'm sticking with this. I guess I could be a little pessimistic and steal a minute. Get him down to 37. But I don't know how you get away from DeMar DeRozan today. I think he looks really good. Really good. And it doesn't matter if they're starting Caruso or Patrick Williams. Really like DeRozan. I do like Vooch. I do like Levine. I think those three guys make it very interesting. I'd have no problem having lineups with Kobe White. The only scary thing for Caruso is just that he's only going to play his max minutes if it's close. As This will sound really weird, but if you're playing Alex Caruso, I, and maybe like on an eight-game slate, it doesn't matter as much. But when you play Caruso, you should want another starter from the other side. Because Alex Caruso is never playing closing minutes in a game that isn't competitive. He's out there to guard whoever other good guy exists. So, like, when you're going to get a ceiling Alex Caruso day, that game almost has to be close. Or he, like, just, you know, had a stupid stock game, knocked down a couple threes, and it became problematic. But, like, for him to reach his minute ceiling, something is good on the opposite side because the game has to be competitive. They're not playing Alex Caruso minutes when it doesn't matter. I do have DeRozan for 39 minutes. We want to go that direction. 37 is what we needed to do. Good eye, Ron. I typed the wrong uh, number in there when I tried to take the minute away. Yeah, 37 minutes, 7,100. He is the best option. But Vooch, Levine, Caruso, White, we like the Chicago side of this one. We got to remember... Chicago is dead last in pace. Every time they play somebody else, it looks a little bit better. Every time they play somebody else, you know, uh, in the top half, at least. All right, we're halfway done. We've been going for an hour. Clippers, seven and a half point favorites in Memphis, 227 total. Tough times for Memphis now. Marcus Smart going to be out for like six weeks with a finger. Clippers, everybody's available. No Adams, Aldama, Biombo is now off the team. Brandon Clark, gone. Jake LaRavia, on assignment. No Morant, no Rose, no Marcus Smart. This Memphis team is going to add like, they're going to win the lottery and add like a real dude and they're going to look even crazier than they already do. But for now, uh, for the clips, I don't have much to change here. This is kind of just the same team we always see. So I'm going to maintain what I have for the Clippers. And we're just going to hop to Memphis because that's a team that we actually have to break down. Bismack Biombo no longer on the team. Marcus Smart, hurt. Like, this is... This is all very different now. So let's think this through. I have no idea how it could be possible for Xavier Tillman to not start today. That just seems like it has to happen. Could be wrong. I've been wrong before, but like they're running out of bodies. They signed someone though, right? No. Oh yeah, they uh they they converted Vince Williams. I know that. Sue. So... 
let's think this one through. Because last time out, they went to Biombo and then they mostly played Tillman. Tillman played 28 minutes off the bench. There's basically no way you project him for less than 28. And then I'm going to assume Jaron Jackson. Uh, I guess Jaron Jackson can just close. They're running out of real bodies to close. Maybe they go to him at the four. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know who's playing for these guys. Holy hell. So we're pretty clearly getting Desmond Bain for, you know, 37 minutes. Right? <laughs> these guys are in shambles, man. Oh, my God. I, I think Vince Williams is just playing a boatload now. I, I don't I don't really see how they get away from that. Uh, Luke Kennard, I assume, has to step into all things. Let's throw some minutes on him. Conchar is going to be, you know, playing relevant minutes. I'm just putting, like, baseline chunks on people. And then we'll hash it out after that. Big body David Roddy. Uh, we got to get Zaire in for, you know, a chunk of time. That still leaves me 12. Okay, so it's not as crazy as it seems. They have nine guys. They have nine guys. Kind of. Kind of have nine guys. I guess that's probably better. I mean, this is, they, they are brutalized right now. Do we think Gilliard starts? Because I don't. All right. Memphis, in games where Smart didn't play, Morant didn't play, Rose didn't play. They've only played three games in that situation. You get Jackson, Bain, Aldama, Roddy. Gilliard has 50 minutes in that time. Oh, they had Jalen Noel at one point, too. I forgot about the Jalen Noel piece. I don't think he has to start. I think we see, like, Bain, Kennard, Vince Williams, Jaron Jackson, Tillman. I don't think I don't think Gilliard has to start. And if he doesn't start, then he's really hard to get to. I think they just let Kennard and Bain do it. I think I think Gilliard is probably out there for every minute Bain isn't, but that's only like 10 to 12 minutes. I think I'm about right with what I have here. Oh, didn't mean to do that. Uh, what are the props in this one? Shit, I did it again. There we go. Sorry, guys. Keep forgetting. All right, we don't have any Grizzlies points props yet. Let's let's take a test on what we have now because we'll be able to inform some decisions just by seeing it. 
for the Clippers, Zubats, Harden, Leonard, George. We already know how to roster the Clippers. Okay, 9,100 for Bain. I'm a fan of that at shooting guard small forward. I think he's the best play. Tillman's viable. Vince Williams is viable. Kennard is viable. Triple J is viable. I think the only way you're playing Gilliard is if you know he starts. And even then, it's not going to be crazy. He's like a, we'll call him a 0.75 guy. If you give him 24 minutes, that's 18 fantasy points at the flat min. That's 6x. If he starts, you do get him as the pay down option. It won't be fun to do. If he doesn't start, you can ignore him. You won't be able to give him enough minutes to look good. I'm starting and ending with Bane. This is a very bad spot. Nothing really looks that good for Memphis. And they are atrocious with these guys gone. Actually, let, let's look at it here. Smart, Morant, Derrick Rose, all off. This team has played 732 minutes. They have a 107.3 offensive rating. Just for reference sake, 110 is where they are for the season. That's 29th in the league. This They are worse than that with those three guys off. So this is a bad, bad, bad team. Bad team. We go to Orlando. Orlando Magic. Three and a half point underdogs in Miami. 219 total. This is the lowest total on today's slate. It is 33 points less than Indy and Atlanta. I don't know what's going on for Orlando, so let's figure that out. Wendell Carter Jr. questionable. No. Gary Harris, Kavon Harris, Jet Howard, John Isaac, or Franz Wagner. Which means we do have some other guys available. So let's project out this Orlando team who last played and got beat by 20 against Minnesota. We will start this off by getting Goga into the starting lineup. I think playing... I don't know. So much depends on whether or not Wendell Carter Jr. is available. His He has missed the previous three games. If he's in, we give him 20. And I think in those situations, we also give Goga like 22. We go ahead and we drop in 37 for Palo. And that lets me get to 17 on Mo Wagner. Yeah, SMP, that's a good point. We saw Fultz play two rotations, 12 minutes. I will go to 14. They started Caleb Houston, Goga, Suggs, <clears throat> Okiki, and Bancaro. I'm going to go ahead and get Suggs in for 29. 
And then we can get Cole Anthony. Man, Cole Anthony's minutes this season have been so weird. He played seven minutes. Did he get hurt? Does anybody know if Cole Anthony got hurt in this game against Minnesota? Or did they just end him to play other shittier dudes? So that's kind of weird. We got to get Chumo Kiki and Caleb Houston in. Wait, do we have... Okay, so we've got Ingles back. Which matters. I didn't really realize that until right now. That probably ruins Chumo Kiki a bit. I think we can get Ingles to like 18. Although he has been out. Wow, Joe Ingles has been out this long? Joe Ingles hasn't played in 13 games. I did not realize it's been that long. Man. Uh, Caleb Houston. Since Franz has been out for these three games, he has played very big minutes. I'm going to go 30. Similarly, Chumo Kiki. I'm going to go 28. That leaves me seven. Shout out Anthony Black. There's no way this game looks good. Blowout Orlando down 30 at the half. Chubbs, you know the line's three and a half in this one, right? It's the third closest line of any game on today's slate. I can't imagine just being like, yep, that's a blowout. Thinking like that will make you worse. Just, I gotta say it. Oh, Brandon, thank you. I mean, everybody else played, so that's there's no chance that's why Cole Anthony didn't play. <laughs> they had no problem going to Fultz and Travell and Queen and Mo Wagner in the second half and Anthony Black. Cole Anthony's just the only guy that didn't play. The blowout is not the reason Cole Anthony didn't play. I mean, like... In theory, it is, but it's not. They played everybody else except for him. That clearly doesn't make any sense. He's not the guy they're protecting. <laughs> oh, I, I am so sick and tired of this Miami team, too. Butler doubtful, Hero questionable, Lowry doubtful, Martin questionable. These guys are never healthy. Just never healthy. Caleb Martin has been out for seven games. You know, let's assume that he comes back and plays 24 minutes. Um... Does that nerf Jovich? I mean, it definitely takes the Jamal Kane minutes away. Did I get Jamal Kane right last time out? They lost by eight. Nope, they only went to an eight-man rotation, obviously. 35 to Hero. I've got 28 to Jay Rich. Um, I guess that comes down, even though I don't know why it would. Duncan Robinson, I guess, comes down as well. 
he played 24. Haywood Highsmith got the start, played 35 minutes, including all of the third quarter. Jovic played 32 minutes. Sure. Sure. All of this makes perfect sense. This is exactly what I expect them to do. There we go, SMP. See that? Now, now that's an actual thing. Instead of just, he's the one guy that didn't want to play because there was a blowout, which would be insane. Uh, where do the rest of these minutes come from? I guess we could take one away from Hawkes, get him to 36. I don't feel comfortable going to 22 on Haywood Highsmith after he just played 30-whatever, but... Uh, Kevin Love, I guess, could take a trim. I do not know where these minutes come from. I mean, maybe they'll be really, like, tame. Like, I don't want to... Nikola Jovic just played 32 minutes. Where the fuck do these minutes come from? Like, I can't go lower than 22 to Highsmith and Jovic if they're both starting. Just please tell me we don't like anything from this game. Orlando looks awful. It's Paolo Bancaro and no one else. Good. Miami. Shit. Okay. 8,800 for Bam. Uh, Ryan, no. Uh, Adam is, is no longer with the company. So, no, he will not be back today. 8,800 for Bam is the best play for Miami. 8K for Tyler Hero is the second best play for Miami. Jaime Jaquez at 6K is the third best play for Miami. If that's the case, we can feel pretty good here about getting to those three pieces from Miami. Try to avoid everyone else if you can. Two to go. Oh, cool. Portland. Fun. I was really hoping we could talk about Portland again. Really hoping we could do this. Everything's so much fun when we talk about Portland. Maybe they'll get beat by 75 again today. Is Shaden Sharp going to play? He left yesterday, right? He got hurt. He was the guy that I took the stand on. All right, adductor. He's not playing today. I'll assume we get Malcolm Brogdon back. I'm going to project the entire rotation. I legit hate this team. Did he go somewhere else, right? Uh, not yet. But follow him on Twitter. He will let you know, I'm sure. But yes, he is gone. Sad. So is Neil, also. Sad. But it's... A business. I hate it. I would like to do a show with Adam every day for the rest of my life if I could. I very much enjoyed it. But this is where we're at. I still talk to him every day. I mean, like, you know, it's obviously only been a couple days, but um, no, that's he's a legitimate friend. 
if I were ever in in and around Neil, he and I would absolutely be grabbing a beer together. I will miss both of them. Both good dudes. I don't want to project Portland. I don't want to project Portland. Like, they're facing the best defense in the league. And somebody's going to end up looking good here. And it's going to be miserable to think about. Scoot Henderson was like minus 50-something yesterday. I mean, that is just next level awful. So, I think we give Scoot 32 minutes. And at the very least, I'm going to give Malcolm Brogdon the backup run. So then I guess... I mean, we have to assume that Aiton isn't playing still. Reith got 24 minutes last night. Feels about right. Oh, man. So then, you know, I think we still get like 14 out of Ibu Baji. And we get like 22 for Jabari Walker. And 35 for Jeremy Grant. Gotta figure out what that is. I mean, this, I just. 139 to 77. Yeah, Chris, I don't think that's true. That was yesterday. Okay, so Simon's 35 minutes works. Yeah, Brogdon's... Uh, I don't want to say like Brogdon is playing, but he only, rest, he, he only sat yesterday for rest. Kamara for 26 minutes. Thibel for 20. Oh, yeah, that's a good... Uh, Ross, thanks for that. I forgot that they picked him up. It only ever matters when it matters, but it's a good call. Who's the final guy here, then? That's nine. That's five, six, seven, eight, nine. I guess Chris Murray... We probably need a little bit more playing time for Brogdon. Yeah, I guess I'll hide nine on Murray. Oh my God, this is disgusting. Now we go to Minnesota. Uh, this is... Just cross your fingers, everybody, that we don't 
go ahead and look at Portland and like it. On the Minnesota end, Rudy Gobert is questionable. That will matter. You know, he, he didn't play the last time out, but we're clearly projecting the team slightly differently. Uh, most of this should be pretty easy, though. We get Mike Conley in for 30. We get Anthony Edwards in for 37. McDaniels in for 32. Uh, Towns in for 33. I could do this team off the top of my head. 33 here. 15 and 7. Slow-mo. In for 21. Jordan McLaughlin gets 14. Nikhil Alexander-Walker gets 17. Hide one minute on Troy Brown. I think I need to make some rotational uh, or some rate adjustments here quickly. Because Minnesota is probably going to look good here in games where Conley, Gobert, Towns, Edwards, and McDaniels have all started. It's probably a decent sample by now. Yeah, 17 and 7. Towns has a 27% usage rate. Edwards is at 33 and a half. So I think we're good here with rates. Yeah, Dr. DFS. I, I don't disagree, but he wouldn't play. I don't think he's cutting the line anywhere here. All right. Portland. Okay, good. Like, like, Simons is obviously an okay play, but it's a, it is a terrible matchup. Jeremy Grant as well. Like, if you're getting to anything, it's that. We can ignore Portland for right now. Temporarily. Minnesota. Ooh, 8,900 point guard, shooting guard, Anthony Edwards. Yes, please. Give me some of that one. Do I have his points prop right? Edwards, 30 and a half to the under. Nice. Nailed it. I like Anthony Edwards a lot today. Towns for 8,200. Yes. Gobert for 7,100. Yes. But Anthony Edwards is the takeaway in this one. And then we close it out. Final game. Charlotte Hornets. One point underdogs in San Antonio. 241 total. This will be a disaster as well. Uh, for Charlotte. Whoa! LaMelo Ball questionable? Who knew that was happening? I didn't. LaMelo questionable. Hayward out. Cody Martin questionable. Nilakina questionable. PJ Washington doubtful. Mark Williams out. Cool. So this team sucks even more than it normally does. All right, so we're projecting LaMelo Ball to play. Um, I mean, it is an ankle. This is an absolute disaster.
I did not want to project LaMelo Ball in today. That's really going to just end anybody on Charlotte, I would guess. I don't know how it wouldn't. Richards and Mensa split 48 minutes. Basically every game since PJ Washington went down. Now, he's doubtful, so we can feel pretty good about that. Cody Martin, I think, probably steps back into like very realistic minutes. I think we get 30 out of Brandon Miller. SP, same. Same. So I guess four. Oh, no, we still got to get Ish Smith some point guard run. So I have 24 minutes left over. Is that just going to be Thor and Nick Smith? That works for me. I mean, rates are going to be like so dramatically different here. What do we know in games that LaMelo has started? Because that's really all that matters. Actually, LaMelo and Rozier. How many games do they have of those two guys playing together? Six games they've played where they both started. That rate looks fine. LaMelo's usage is like 28. Brandon Miller. Usage goes away. Bridges. Only played one game with those dudes. I think we're probably okay right here. God, this is going to look terrible. Please tell me San Antonio is just normal. I don't want to deal with it. Barlow questionable. No Collins. Perfect. Perfect, perfect, perfect. All right. So for San Antonio, we're not really making any changes. That is incredibly helpful to us. I'm going 30 Trey Jones. Did they really end Wesley? Yeah, they kind of did. They went back to McBuckets. 26 Wemby, 19 Barlow, 28 Sohan, 30 Keldon. All of this looks okay. I don't know how I managed to do that, but I think we could hold San Antonio. Perfect. All right, Charlotte. Final team to look at, Bridges, Rogier, Richards. They're actually okay options if LaMelo plays. Now, there's no way Charlotte has props. Yeah, as expected. Because of how bad San Antonio is and how big of a pace-up spot this is for Charlotte, you really can look at Rogier, Bridges, and Richards. But Rogier is going to be a real tough sell. San Antonio, I don't mind $7,300 Vassell. I would roll the dice on Victor Wembanyama, who is scoring 1.83 fantasy points per minute. But this is a game that's going to go off with a whimper if LaMelo Ball is. If LaMelo's out, we're going to get to Charlotte. 
So be aware of it. For now, all we're going to do is run some crunches. Hit that like button if you haven't done it yet, folks. We are right at the top of 90 minutes. Let's figure out what we're doing today. Thank you for being here. Thank you for helping me get through this work week. Feeling a little bit better now. Oh, no. What name is that? It's got to be Jaden Hardy, right? Yeah. All right. So I think if I share my screen. Nice. There it is. Perfect. Let's see what we get on DK as an optimal. We have 277.7, optimal lineup by 0.4, Maxi, DeJounte Murray, Cam Whitmore, Nick Batum, Kavon Looney, Anthony Edwards, Vince Williams, DeMar DeRozan. So like, in terms of analyzing the slate, I think that looks really good. They were the guys that showed up with value. I'm not surprised to see any of their names. That is a very unappealing lineup. <laughs> Kevon Looney ended up being in all 50. Maxi in 92. Cam Whitmore in 80%. DeJounte Murray in 74. DeRozan in 66. Batum in 58. Anthony Edwards in 58. That is not appealing. Now, I expect this to be relatively flat when we throw some rando on it. And for the most part, that's what we see. Cam Whitmore, top of the list. Kevon Looney, two. Murray, three. Maxi four. DeMar DeRozan, five. I don't see anything that I have a problem with there. You, like, we did get the price bump out of Whitmore, which is kind of annoying. But I think he's going to play. Like, we got to remember what he actually is. We're talking about a first-round pick, 20th pick, that should not have been the 20th pick. He's going to be there a lot. Do not be surprised if Cam Whitmore is the starter today. And at which point, he will be the number one dude until we get different value. Toasted Biscuits. For the most part, yes. LaMelo playing will make this worse. The only way that it's a little different is because they play San Antonio. Hard to say there, s &P. It's hard to say. Just... Looking at it right now, because I like I, I don't I don't really have a great feel for it. Probably have to cut his usage a chunk. He's got really good defensive rebounding numbers, which I don't think would change all that much. Probably a little bit. Um, but yeah, you would expect that usage to go down from where it has been, or maybe it doesn't. Maybe it doesn't. Yeah, I mean, most of his base rates, I'm basically just calling him like a league average dude. Let's see what we get on Fandle.
the top of FanDuel from a salary perspective is nuts. Only guy above 10K is DeMontis Sabonis. Lots of dudes projected for like just at 50. Now, as we add in FanDuel, we get an optimal of 303.15. That's the optimal by 0.13. Steph Curry, Tyrese Maxey. Good start. Devin Vassell, Luke Kennard. Fine. Bane Bridges. Fine. Jaden McDaniels, Batum. Fine. Jalen Smith, center. Not exactly what we were looking for. Yuck. Yuck, 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 yuck. Jaden McDaniels in 50 out of 50. Maxie in 49 of 50. Andrew Nemhard in 46 of 50. Very interesting play on FanDuel at 5,500. Batum and Bain in 80%. Bridges in 66. Curry in 50. If we slap some randomness on here, what do we end up looking like? Totally flat ownership on FanDuel. Andrew Nemhard, my boy, top of the heap. Batum, Maxi, Jaden McDaniels, and Desmond Bain. Well, that's the end of the work week, folks. Prize picks video coming out in a bit. We're already profitable for the week, even though we got... Uh, creamed yesterday but we're profitable for the week we picked up our two wins so this is just bonus money for today we can get that dub um strategy show it's gonna be me and bellman deeper dive tonight me and eric uh contenders videos out in a bit i'll be back on sunday for whatever the sunday slate looks like we'll break that one down what do we have on sunday could be a pretty bleak NBA day. I don't know. Just because of NFL playoffs. Uh, looks like we'll have a four-game slate if they include the 6 o'clock game. Otherwise, it's three. I'm going to say this. If it's a three-game slate, I probably won't do the show. I'll talk to Greg about it and see what he says. Oh, speaking of next week, I won't be around Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I'm heading to Nashville for the weekend. So for next week, you only get Monday through Thursday. That's it, everybody. Thank you for being here. Another fun one. Enjoy the rest of your day. Have a good Friday. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you later. This was The Process.